portal is opening now. The orifice is dilated and we can now pass in, traverse the veil, unreal to the unreal, put it in. What do you think of the new cockpit, Richie? Looks good. Looks really, really good. Um, are you comfortable in there? Yo, the thing is, like, you can't really tell what a room is going to feel like until you start moving some more personal, personable shit in it. And so far, it's feeling good, man. I can't wait for people to start telling you you've sold out because your room has exposed beams, you bougie ass. Like <laughs> ass. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things right where it's like having exposed beams mean it's a fancy thing or it's a not fancy thing or it was a not fancy thing that was remarketed to be fancy that's it it's a not fancy that's what i'm thing. thinking yeah yeah it's just a clever renovation technique but I, I i if i fall for it i love it i love an exposed beam i love uh I love exposed brickwork. I'm susceptible to this shit. It's yeah, actually yeah, just it's shoddy workmanship from an old building, but I like it. Dude, for real, like if you go to the hipster cafes, like they have the exposed concrete walls with mm -hmm. like, or now they're actually selling wallpaper that looks like exposed mm -hmm. concrete, like your old Airbnb, dude. That's it. That's it. Just so you can look like they didn't finish building the house properly because that makes it more exclusive. Yes. Huh? There's, dude, I've, I've told you this multiple times, right? The cafe out here, that's super, super hipster. And it's like a hot spot for them. All the clear lens, bearded, flannel wearing, Doc Martin wearing individuals. Like this place is uh, pure white, like entirely just minimal. And then they have these pallet chairs literally just blocks of wood with no backrest and these planters that are made of concrete and they have the and there's a selling point there's no wi-fi no cash and then there's what was the last one it was three things i don't remember but just completely minimal well the, the other thing that they could do is say the service is really bad there are restaurants in america now that they pitch on the idea that the service is rude and bad so so it's ideology at its purest yeah. you can turn anything into a into a sellable marketing point we have a podcast that we do it's really dull and self-indulgent yeah but that's the point and you have to like get exactly. it otherwise you don't get it exactly <laughs> i remember the cafe doesn't have no sugar it doesn't have sugar oh i hate it i was down for everything but they can go fuck themselves like you know, Pompous asses. dude, I think I think the word pretentious is so entirely overused and it doesn't really have a meaning. But if I ever had to use it, it's when you start a cafe right. with no sugar. Go flip yourself. Yeah, seriously. And make, make sure it hurts. Do it roughly. I um, I, there's certain points where you go, OK, that's that's beyond the, that's beyond the pale now. I uh, was looking at TikTok before because okay. Everybody tells me, you know, you got to be on TikTok, and I'm like, it really just looks like a place where young people do silly dances, right? And they're like, no, there's there's therapists on there, there's life coaches and stuff. So I was looking at like life coaches and therapists, and I I tuned in live to a woman uh, using a um, I think it's like a foundation ap applicating brush on a microphone and whispering. Yes, at ASMR. I didn't get the dog food today. I'm really sorry. And then she's taking a sip of a drink and she drinks by the mic. 
And it was like, gloink. I can hear her esophagus just oh, yeah. pulling the liquid in. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This no, is what we're using technology for? Oh, dude, people sleep up. to that, man. Wow. It's, um, yeah, it, freaked, it really, really freaked me out. Should I tell people why we're separate? Dude, I don't even know why we are. <laughs> What's going I'm on with you, man? I'm sick. With this is Lemsip. This is a tissue for my nose. I'm sick. With what? You know. Did you really get it? Mm. At first, I was saying no, but I actually said today, like, I'm going to have to apply for the PCR test because I'm thinking of going back to the UK at the end of the month. And the reason why is because flu symptoms came and then they went inside of 16 hours and what was left was really strong fatigue. And it is possible it's something, it could just be a normal cold. It could be adrenal fatigue from, I don't know, something else like stress or overwork. But you know, I told you, I think I got it in February of last year. Yeah. This was the major, well, no, the hacking cough was the major symptom, but, but really, really strong fatigue was a marker of it. So if I go out and do something for like two hours, I will like come back and fall into a coma sleep for an hour. So two hours of work is an hour of sleep right now. So I'm like, that's why I, I do have some symptoms. My nose is a bit runny and I'm a bit sneezy. But I was like, there's no way I'm sitting in a room with you. There's fucking no way. Okay. Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. It's interesting because I, I can't even tell if it's that too on my end because I feel like, good now. But yeah. I've been feeling very fatigued recently. I don't know if it's just from the stress of dealing with the entire situation or... I don't, I don't want to make you a hypochondriac. And I would always say just assume that you're healthy. But... You could look at it this way, like you're 15 years younger or 13 years younger than me. So, okay. and, I, and I smoked uh, for like five years when I was a kid. So there's the age factor and then there's the fact that I smoked. So, you know, the symptoms wouldn't show up as necessarily the same. Don't want to turn you into a hypochondriac, mate, but it could be, it could be. If, you, if you're finding that you're just super sleepy, it's, uh, it could be that. I'm not exactly sleepy, but it's usually the first fucking four hours of the day i just feel like sludge but i don't necessarily feel sick though you know what i mean yeah yeah could could just be could just be depression lockdown depression no, absence sure. of sunlight and stimulation and liberty that's but i so it is it has to deal with covita regardless <laughs> yeah yeah no either way like either way because say if i've got like a cold and it's just a normal cold um, it would be because of the conditions in which I'm training. I didn't tell you. In the gym the other day, they uh, they switched off all the lights and turned off the music because a cop, uh, cop van showed up outside. I was in the middle of a set. Everybody's in the middle of a set. And the light, the music, there was light music on. And the music goes, Vroom, and then the lights go off. And everybody just, just no, no like instructions. We'll just sink to the floor like that. <laughs> and then what happened? It was all good? The cops, the cops circle around. And then they went away. And I'm like, you guys are crazy if you think the fucking cops don't know that we're doing this. There's just no way. that I'm, I think there's cops training in there. There's yeah, no way that true. the locals don't know. I mean, you've got, like, all these juice heads walk around with shopping bags. Like, <laughs> like, like, like because it's, it's a proper bodybuilding gym. So there's, like, massive men and women just nipping towards the supermarket. And right before they go through the supermarket doors, they skip up a little sideway. I'm like, come on, everybody knows that. There's no way they don't know. There's no way. I mean, Actually, I think what it was was the van was on the way to the protest. They were just picking up some donuts. The the image of 
what you painted when you first told me about this gym is so hilarious. The fact that no, no one's gotten caught because it's so cartoonish what you're explaining, dude. And, and it's, and, and they're, and they're literally, it's like adults playing a kid's game. Like the police are here. Yeah. <laughs> I play this with my nephews, like hide behind the couch. It's like the, 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 everybody literally, this does nothing. You may as well just get caught in dignity in the light standing up. But of course, like everybody squats down and we all wait. So I just did it as well. Cause I was like, but yeah, that's fine. way more fun. That, it's that's super fun. Like a, that sounds like a blast though. Come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. And the whole thing now is kind of fun, but because, because of the way that you're having to train, um, in that environment, that also can be an influence on whether, on whether you pick stuff up just because of the way the spacing is and, and everything else. And um and and stress, man. It's like, it's re it's a really weird life. Like I think uh, people in different countries. I looked up yesterday through a gym website, which countries are open and which are closed. And I think we're all assuming that our experience in our country is the same as the other countries across Europe. But literally every country in Europe is doing something different at this point. Really? Yeah. So everybody who's tuning in, if you're from Serbia, if you're from Greece, if you're from America's its own thing, Canada's its own thing. You, and and it's it's strange because we all come to social media and then we all espouse these opinions about lockdowns. But my God, my lockdown is not your lockdown. Right. Like right. her lockdown is not his lockdown. And how how could you know? Like I have the time and I'm interested to be plugged in, and even I wasn't sure. But like for those watching, the Czech lockdown is a fucking bad lockdown. It's heavy. No. It's fucking crazy right now. It's actually really fucking hard. And I, I actually, I think uh, Greece has it almost worse from what I've seen on my DMs. You know, this, when I went on my D, uh, Insta story rampage last week, mm. uh, it's funny because multiple people DM'd me from Greece. Of course, the ones that have it the hardest, right? Mm. Apparently, they have it so hard that you can actually get fined for walking a dog or going to the grocery shop as well. Yeah. Which was exactly my argument in that one video. And then I was like, "You, why don't you? Why don't you just get bankrupt? Just get fined twenty million, dude. <laughs> just keep, just keep going. You can't tell Greeks to get bankrupt. That's a, that's a very touchy subject now. <laughs> yeah, God damn it." <laughs> I uh, I looked um, at the different policies and I have some friends in, in Romania and I was asking them about the gyms and they're like, yeah, yeah, the gyms are open, the gyms are open. But what they mean is the gyms are open in the villages that they're in away from the center. The gyms are closed in the center and apparently in Romania, and maybe it was Spain, no, it was Romania. Okay, if you're a Romanian, let me know if this is your country. There was a period where they banned 15 year olds from going outside. Anybody 15 or younger couldn't go outside. It just, it just listed that on the website and I was like, Wow, we're, what's the, what, why was, why is that a <laughs> fucking thing? Somebody made a decision. I guess it's because kids are good carriers, but they don't get symptomatic, so nobody would know. So somebody said, okay, if you're 15 or younger, you're the ones who have to stay inside. In Spain, for a while, they did a thing where, depending on your municipality, they let you out depending on the time of day. So eight till 10. That was 60 to 70 year olds, 10 to 11. That was, so if you're the wrong age and you're outside, you get done. This is entropy at its finest, man. You know, you know what it, it is? It is actually in, in terms of like, like um, when you look at like, the, 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 like you said last week, if you look at entropy as a descent into 
sophistication, which I looked up that meaning. It's not the predominant meaning, but there is a secondary meaning that is that. Because as things, um, it, the primary meaning is disintegration. But of course, as things disintegrate, they have to become more bureaucratically complex. Right, right. To hold them, to hold them together. So yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a kind of entropy. Yeah, I guess it's a semi-result of it. But uh, you know what would be interesting is if you looked up statistics on economic revenue and the types of lockdowns in each place. I, you know, yeah. well, if anybody's interested in, in that, Ben Shapiro did a really good interview with the governor of Florida um, earlier this week. And um, there were some statistics put forward in that interview that make for very interesting listening as far as the rationale of saving lives versus hurting lives through damaging the economy. Uh, some really shocking statistics, which would just make you think, if if that worked in Miami, there is, no, oh, sorry, in Florida, there is no case for saying that this is absolutely necessary, but, you know, I'm sick of getting into arguments about it, mate. I'm just like, okay, everybody, we're gonna do what the mass wants to do. Yeah, they do. No, yeah, same here. And look at you sipping a lukewarm chamomile mm -hmm. <laughs> as a result. Uh -huh. My strays. I got strays. Have you, have you seen any differences uh, walking around at all? I know you've been taking walks. I've been more just chilling inside my beautiful new flat with attic windows so I can get the breath of the fresh air without taking a step out. My subjective opinion um, of, of walking, there's a walk that I do around Carlin. There's the walk I do with you in town. Um, around Carlin, which is a which is a pretty bougie area, um, it's it's getting more. There's more tension and there's more yes. violence there. I I actually saw. Um, well, I walked into a fight the other night. Yeah, I had my headphones in because, well, it's it's like it was after curfew anyway, so I shouldn't have been out. But I had my headphones in because it's Carlin, it's Prague. Nobody fights. I'm not like on my well, I better watch my fucking back thing. Mm -hmm. And I could hear voices, like people shouting, and I was like, oh, it's probably just, like, drunks shouting at a taxi or something. And I walked into, like, a five-man brawl around the corner. <laughs> Bro, what? So I, I, had my, I had this. I was wiping my nose because it's cold and I've got something, and my hand in my pocket. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to turn around and walk away. So I just walked. I just tried to walk. I basically tried to walk through them kind of thing whilst dabbing my nose like like and what you happened can't, you can't you couldn't punch me I, i'm an english gentleman did they just ignore you and keep fighting <laughs> they looked at me but i was so not on their vibe they've been yeah. um uh, drunkenly arguing i saw broken bottles for like 50 meters so i think there was an argument that started and they've been going they're friends but they've been like pretty rough yeah. lads rough rough chaps um they've been going out for a while and i just i just wasn't i just wasn't part of it but i did walk through the middle of them because i'm a cheeky cunt nice <laughs> always subtly looking for a bit of just a, just a little provocation like you can punch me if you like gentlemen Won't you, love, well for you, you love doing that huh just like twiddling really, my walking stick. yeah yeah just a little fishing rod but little. like just dangling right yo for real though uh, i've been having to go out and back here and there because of moving obviously but talk about tension in the people oh my god like you know my neighborhood right it's a bit sketchier and i'm in the more nicer parts of it but uh the other day man so first of all 
I'm moving this thing. And just because I'm just walking into my apartment building and up, I'm not really wearing the mask there. It's like, right. because there's no one around me. And then just, just so happens that somebody comes down at the same time in my yeah. new apartment building. And uh, my friend goes, then. and then the dude just straight up starts cussing this out a little bit. Like just <laughs> under his breath, just like, just like put a put, put your fucking mask on it all in fucking check. And I was like, bro, which by you... which by check standards is the equivalent of telling somebody to go fuck themselves if you're in America or something. It's 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 very aggressive to do that, isn't it? Because it's such a polite place, generally speaking. Dude, you, people do not talk to strangers out here, especially right. aggressively, dude. Mm -hmm. So some some dude starts cussing me out there, and then I'm like walking through just uh i think just to the pharmacy or something like this and i'm telling you like fucking there's the karen here um so <laughs> the hell happened there <laughs> it looks good man Thanks. so uh, so as i'm walking out I'm, I'm not even joking at least half maybe more than half of the people i saw were homeless but like in really bad condition and like yeah. zombie like states you know a dude starts walking up to uh us and he has a fucking he's bleeding from his forehead dude yeah. and he's like getting closer to us and he literally just comes closer and closer just to wait in line behind us to get into the pharmacy i'm like what right. the hell is this man you know and other than that like it just feels like everyone's out ready to defend themselves if anything goes wrong i've never felt like that out here before no it's it's much more tense it's much more tense there's more there's more open displays of aggression uh passive aggression 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 violence and more um obvious homelessness and obvious drunks walking yeah. just just everywhere and when you see that i always get the impression with um when it's when it's the homeless um and especially if they are well you typically they would be drug addicts or, or addicted to alcohol that happens when there is a sense of order breaking down anyway hmm. then they'll move into an area and behave more aggressively and more vocally because there's this sense of there's no there's no order there to begin with um i've seen it in liverpool it happened in liverpool in multiple cycles over a 15-year period and became a real problem um just because if, if if there's almost like an uh, uh, an unconscious sense of the social contract kind of dissolving in front of our yeah. eyes yeah and it's like you know well which really given the context that we're living through especially here the way the way it was we were told we we're going to be allowed to go to shops and then it was like no actually we're locking down harder and for longer people are being given less and less reason over this timeline to actually behave themselves like it's all on trust you don't have to do it. There's not like a policeman's going to pop you in the head if you don't. And so I think that social contract is is really being dangerously overstretched in uh, the Czech Republic. Oh, of course, man. I mean, the, the government, if you want to talk about overreach, I don't care what political side you're, you're on, man. Like, no matter what the party is out here, I don't think anybody really agrees with what the government's doing. It's There's an entire disconnect between the two. And if the social construct is social contract is broken between the biggest daddy there is and the people, how are you going to ignore that? It's going to seep into your subconscious and you're going to start behaving with anybody that you see with that foundation of a broken contract in the first place. Yeah, it's um, 
it's 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 very very dangerous it's a very very dangerous thing i noticed uh choco afro um this is his instagram handle i don't know his name off the top of my head but we all know him as choco afro i translated one of his posts and he was actually saying one of the problems with the government at the moment is a failure to communicate we just have this it's extraordinarily arrogant the way that they they deal with people it's not that far away from what the british government was doing um which is just we've made a decision it's absolutely going to impact your lives in drastic and horrifying and awful ways. There's no conversation to be had. This is what we're doing, the end. And you're saying, you know, there's ways of telling people <laughs> that their life is going to suck because of a decision you've made. And this isn't one of them. This is not the way to tell people. I get it. I, I get, like, the uh, by by all accounts that, that I managed to look up, the, the health service here in the Czech Republic is genuinely struggling. Um, but even that isn't a consolation when you realize the health service is struggling because of a fucking failure to, to for the government to do their jobs properly. Yes. And the biggest thing I think we, we all know and have been feeling is like, where does all of this go? Obviously, everyone's pissed. Like, you can't do anything. They're not helping out the business. They're just shutting down everyone's livelihoods left and right they, the kids can't see each other they can't go to graduation this and it's inevitable that people get pissed off i'm pissed off too but where does that go where where can you put that what do you well, i mean do you, like it's not it's not that long ago that we were talking about riots in 2020 that we right. both said and other people had said have a festival atmosphere and we're yeah. doing it yes there is a cause it wasn't done in it wasn't done largely insincerely there was a sincere cause but where the, where's the festival atmosphere coming from frustration frustration yes. like it's an elastic band you pull people this way and eventually it bounces back that's why i would say this for this year if i had the ear of anybody in government i was like you must change your communication strategy or you will have one of the worst years for civil unrest that europe has ever seen right. this this is the year when the, when the weather gets better, I don't know I, I don't know if these governments are, are naive, incompetent, stupid, or if it's a deliberate trap, if it's a bait. Um, but it's going to be rough as far as civil unrest goes across Europe this year. Sure, sure. Yeah, the, that cons conspiracy-leaning view of maybe it is a trap it just seems a lot more palatable now because it just seems like like it's ba it's sociology 101 doesn't even take anybody that has to study it to know like what you can't i mean you people release it out of the gym can't go to the gym you, people release it by venting their drunken buddies at the bar can't go to the bar what do you do sit and meditate with your fucking two kids and your abusive spouse <laughs> you know, it's, it's, like, it's even it's even gone to sex like uh, yeah. I don't know what they've said in the, oh no they have said in the Czech Republic the same thing the British government said last year you can't you can't hook up and are, are the Czech government saying you can't hang around with your girlfriend or boyfriend now if they're in a different household is that right yeah you can't go see your significant other if right. you don't live together so okay so just so we're clear there's no music there's no dancing there's no sex there's no eating together there's no <laughs> there's, there's no gym there's no gym there's nothing that you can do that would normally sort of placate you or rebalance your hormones and rebalance your energy levels right. or bring you any joy. That's not, there's none, it's gone. Um, and just keep staying at home whilst we make what feel like arbitrary judgments. They're not arbitrary. There are reasons. There is a genuine uh, emergency here. 
as far as the healthcare system goes, but it's not being conveyed. There isn't this sort of human uh, leveling with the people going, look, it really sucks, but please understand this is this is why we're doing it. There's no failure to communicate. But, but even at this point, if they did do that, it's like, do you need, they need to do more than just talk to us. Like there's like, you know, we're not only just getting pit, frustrated and pissed off from them overreaching their power, but also there's other layers of, are you telling us the right thing? Do you even know what the fuck you're doing? Give us like something more, please. There's, there's, there's that. And of course, there's the money thing because yes. there, were ba- there were bailouts promised here. There was a financial pro- help promised here that now they're trying to wiggle out of giving. And I'm just like, you, you're basically running up to a tiger and yanking on its whiskers until it bites you. You're, you're just you're just poking it in the nose in the eyes it if you if you keep doing that it's gonna maul you it's gonna absolutely fucking maul you but I don't know I don't know I don't know what advice they're getting or if they're taking advice or if they just think no that you know the Czech people will just just put up with this forever they fucking won't they absolutely won't nobody will put up with this forever I mean you literally just were taking a walk in the most famous peaceful square in Prague old town square and you ran into a protest that's covered by the news yeah yeah just uh, I just went out to get some sun and uh, a nice place to meet up for a walk is is old square and yeah there was uh, paramilitary units of police with the full riot gear on there was ambulances there there was a whole hive of a swarm of police around the city centre going uh, in and out. They were blocking off roads and um, it was peaceful and it was it was quick and it was quiet. They were told to disperse. I think I showed on the Instagram video the moment we were told to disperse and I, I went straight away and everybody else, I think, left like 20 minutes, half an hour afterwards. That's But this is fractionation. This is go number one. Go number two, they'll stay longer. Go number three, it'll be bigger. Go number four is when the hooligans will come back who who showed up last time, the uh, the hockey uh, gangs. Um, and then it will, you know, it'll go the way it has to go. It's, it's really strange. It's almost like, it's almost formulaic, like we're moving through some weird script. But that's like, what I mean. Why are we yeah. doing this? <laughs> of course. I mean, you can't, when you, you can't just zoom out even just one level, you can't help to deny that it seems like it's following a path in the labyrinth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really does. It really does, and I, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's a cause of of uh, some concern. There's already bubblings of, of talking about going into further lockdowns. Um, the CDC has released a statement saying we shouldn't expect too much from the vaccine. Uh, Chris <laughs> Whitty, yeah, yeah. Everybody get vaccinated, and it'll all be okay. We're all vaccinated. Can we go back to work? No. No, you can't because the vaccine isn't a cure-all. You told us it was a cure-all. Well, we lied. It's not a cure-all. No, it was. It was wear one mask; it'll fix everything. And then it was like, no, actually, it didn't work. Two masks. Actually, no. You should buy this respirator, and then you should get the vaccine; it'll fix everything. No, we shouldn't do that either. Bitch, make up your fucking mind. What make you want to eat tonight? Mind. What you want to fucking eat tonight? It's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're cycling through Thai, Mexican, and Italian, and it's getting really irritating. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's not even that. It's like sushi and Mexican food. It's just right. stuff that the, the, the sushi doesn't even have dairy in it anymore. You know, it's the complete opposite shit. Yo, speaking of uh, when or when you brought up, there's no flipping anymore because it's illegal. 
I not only have a beautiful view of the city, it's, it's the best view. So I get to see the collapse and the riots from like penthouse, you know what I mean? You get to see the fires and the, with the horizon, but also <laughs> I have the best view. I've been waiting to tell you this. I was going to tell you over Telegram, but I'm like, no, this will be great publicly. There is one neighbor way across from me and he leaves his curtains open. God knows why he leaves the curtains open unless he likes it. And you can see a silhouette of a naked man's body. Right? Slow, slow, slow down, Pierre. There's no need to rush. Just let me get comfortable. Just speak a little, little slower. Do the ASMR thing. Okay. So as I am looking, do the ASMR. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm looking out into this beautiful view, like a beautiful horizon, right? And I look down and I see this silhouette. I'm like, hold on, what's going on there? And I see this repetitive action, you know, of the, of the lower torso. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? And then I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. They're flipping. Okay, interesting. Wait a minute. The movement was so, let's just say, evenly sparsed the intervals were like almost machine like right nice. i'm like nice. well, what's going on here and i was like is he he's not going to change up the speed you know he's not going to like i'm like basically he's a judge. straight pumper that's the thing yeah yeah yeah. i'm just like i, I should have like a scorecard right yeah. i'm like really just analyzing his movements because as the flip lord that's what i have to do right so right. I'm studying. I was like, he, he's just going like at the same speed, not even taking a break, like switching is just in the same. Okay. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's not him moving. Is that the girl moving? And, I, and so, so he's in the doggy position of where the dude is like just upright. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. And then the girl is, or what I thought was the girl was like maneuvering beneath the blanket, but that even interval. And, 10 minutes later, I look back and it's still the same exact speed. Yeah, still nobody does that for 10 minutes. The dude, best of us, no way, no, not 10 minutes. Still the same exact speed at the same exact momentum and the same right. exact space. Like I'm yeah. mathematically calculating everything. Everybody's numb at that point if you just keep it the same rhythm. I mean, yes. you feel nothing. No, I thought I had a fucking degree in flipology, but this was breaking my brain. Dude, this was breaking the laws of flipology, right? And the more I'm looking, I just like quickly grab something to eat, like popcorn or something. And then I go back fucking 15 minutes later, still the same action, and he's still in the same position. Right. Right? Longest wank ever. I'm like, oh, hold on. The, he he's not flipping with somebody he's not just wanking because there are moments where he lifts up his arms to do something and it's still okay. moving and i'm like bray that's a flip machine he was wait the butt hang on <laughs> dude dude it's a flip machine the first thing i did was i i went on google and i typed in like like male flip machine or something like this <laughs> male flip machine i really <laughs> would love to see what results that gives no i was holding the phone further away because i didn't want to see some nasty shit you know but but he was okay he was in he was in the male position for doggy 
Uh, yeah. So he was like upright, like standing almost. Okay. Right. Okay. But and then I looked it up and it exists. And I saw the, this apparatus on Amazon and I yeah. ordered four of them. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> Where's you know, mine is my question. <laughs> so this device, it's like, it's like a pump, you yeah. know, and, and it's sold off Amazon for like a hundred dollars or something like that. And I, I looked at the product reviews and it's moving exactly like this machine that I'm seeing from his window, man. Okay. So, so it's already been 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I think we figured out this puzzle. Come back 30 minutes after dinner. Yeah. He's still going at it. Like, I leave, go back, still going out. I'm not even joking. Like two to three hours straight, just flipping I have this machine. So many questions. Like, okay, if it's good, why did he not come? If it's not good, why does he not just stop and go and watch TV? <laughs> so I thought about this as the flipology doctor that I am. Yeah. If you are flipping a machine, <laughs> you probably do it a lot. And if, and if you probably questioned your existence, and if, and if you do it a lot, your tolerance heightens quite amazingly. Oh, so he's, oh, I love it. It's like Lizek. He's been trained by the machine to have a machine like sexual behavior. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So it gets even better. The next day, at the same time, I look at the beautiful view, look at the window in the exact same position, in the exact same speed, for the exact same time. Wow. Wow. That's, I think you're seeing the horrors of addiction, man. Addiction. <laughs> it's the horrors of addiction. Dude. But like, Could you imagine I, the misery of that? Like, I just have to keep the. He's not even fucking it. It's fucking him. Yeah, no, he's hours. not even moving. He's not moving. Like, he's, it, he's not even getting stronger. He's not de developing any muscle or burning any fat. He's just being. Uh, and I so and I <laughs> and I can see the reflection of the TV lights flickering at him too. Oh, so, <laughs> and he does this every day if actually what time is it nine o'clock it starts around 6 30 and seven o'clock goes on for about two hours so if i look two, out right two now, hours two yo i'm hours. not even hold on let me see if i can see this guy right now okay he has his curtains he has his curtains close tonight but oh um, he's a tease tonight now he yeah, gets yeah. some friggin modesty i see i really yeah. thought the end of that story was going to be that you figured out that it was me shagging <laughs> This dude, he left his window open. I saw that white ass popping away, and I realized it was you. <laughs> dude, that's like a Fight Club plot twist, right? Now. Right. <laughs> and then he, and then he turns around, looks over his shoulder, and winks. <laughs> dude, so, so I have a friend now in in quarantine. This is like the ultimate quarantine friend. Someone you don't talk to, someone you don't know, but you see his most intimate actions. Yeah. There's something about that story that's kind of just, well, there's many elements of that are disturbing. I think the length of time he's doing that for is, is uh, I don't know, I can't verbalize it. It, it indicates something. It indicates something. And the fact that he gets up the next day and then repeats the, like, the same thing. 
Yo, but what else is there to do now? <laughs> well, yeah. That's a valid question. Dude, I'm watching a Black Mirror episode from the top of my You're room. living a Black Mirror. Forget watching. You clicked the Netflix button that was like, do you want the fully immersive VR experience? Warning, you cannot tap out halfway through. You just have to keep going. And you're like, stop, let me out, let me out. You can't actually get out. It's, um, that's horrifying. Poor, poor guy, poor machine, poor humanity. Probably loves it. I mean, he's doing what he loves, his passion. Do you, do you ever watch the, um, what? oh God, what is it called? Uh, it's by Screen Rant and it's called The Pitch Meeting. I've ever sent you any of those. Uh, yeah, 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 I think so. So you've got a movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. I wanted to to do one of them, but it was like the evil agenda of the New World Order. And at oh. the end of it, he's like, what's the point of this? And he's like, we just make everybody kill themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so awful. Like in, in one of my dark musings the other day, I was like, maybe this is just to induce like mass fucking suicide across. Because it kind of feels like that. Maybe well, it's mean, just about... The point of this is kill yourself. We can't um, be bothered. Camps are expensive. The optics are not good on camps where you kill people. But if you kill yourselves. Yeah. No, I mean, as dark of a comedic sketch as that is, like, if you were to take that um, conspiracy lens of depopulation, I mean, it's if that was the case, it's doing a very good job. You know, oh. you got you got the viroso. And then that's physically taking people out. And then you yeah. lock people down. That's mentally taking people out. And then everybody taking out each other because they're angry and frustrated. Yes, that'll be the other thing, won't it? Which uh, we're already simmering that. We've already got, we were changing the conversation in the British press right now. I'm sure they're doing it in America as well. Don't talk about that thing, the plague and incompetence and cover-ups and the effectiveness of vaccinations. Let's talk about Meghan and Harry instead. And I'm like, hey, you can't just do that. You can't just roll out something else, some other weird bread and circuses illusions for people to focus on. Oh, yes, they can, Pierre, and it works just fine, thank you. And everybody's talking about that now instead. And I'm like, this is fucking blowing my mind. This is blowing... And everybody's got, like, an opinion about fucking <laughs> Harry and fucking McGann. Everyone's got an opinion. A fucking opinion. And they want to tell you about it. Here's what I think. It doesn't matter, slave. You're a bunch of slaves. No. We're all slaves. You can no. have your dumb slave opinion. Put your head back down and do as you're told. No, to, to further exacerbate the Black Mirror plotline, I'm sure it doesn't get farther than this, you think, but it does. Because after watching this incident of my lovely friend having a great time with his machine lover, uh, I... Today, I saw an Instagram story, and I think she's in the chat right now, but I saw an Instagram story about an AI chatbot. You know, before there was iterations of it, but now, man, it's gotten fucking good. Like, I decided to just try talking to this, this AI robot, and it's very lifelike. The, there's a sense of humor there. And it doesn't say the wrong thing when you ask it a certain thing. Like, I got to, like, do does AI have ego? And I was like, what's the difference between ego and soul? And, she, you know, she's giving me 
pretty like not gibberish answers mm -hmm. about this thing. And and the more I keep prying, I was like, yo, I could actually just talk to this robot and it would work for a bit of time. Yeah. You'd get like you would get something from that. Yeah. Like, I mean, try talking about those same questions to the average Joe <laughs> compared to what the robot provides. Yeah. See, that's such a good point is the um, the attention deficit society where we just don't have attention for each other. And we just don't. Of course, when there's no attention for each other, there's no love. And how wretched that leaves everybody because we're all just starving, thirsty little attention hoes then. A bunch of thirsty bitches. <laughs> yes, but but like imagine like with the real people. Oh, oh fuck, I have to say that. It's crazy. With like the real person. You've been talking to reels? Ew. <laughs> Yo, that, that's what I'm going to do in my new series for sure. But yeah. like, but like imagine, you, you know, you just don't have the capability of curating or meeting the reels that are capable of having these types of conversations with you know how do you go about finding them even though it's it might be impossible you go on tinder and try to find like a fun discussion about consciousness and ego or do you just have this bot that's able to actually give a bit of feedback that's quite interesting hmm. i know a guy who would talk to you about consciousness and ego his name's spencer he runs the youtube channel thoughts on thinking He's, hmm. he's only, he's younger than us. He's like 21, 22. He watches Tentacle Class on sometimes. Um, and he releases videos on Freud and Jung and Nietzsche and Gnosticism. It's a good, good guy, good channel. There are people who want to do that, but you do have to, you do have to dig about, you do have to look. And I know what, you, <laughs> it would be like in a forum context, whereas you're just talking about a person. Yeah. And so if you're in a forum context, there's going to be a bit of flexing. Like I know more about philosophy than you. And you're just saying, no, I want to talk to a person about that. So that's that comes to my next situation here. Uh, what a crazy time we live in. But with the <laughs> understatement <laughs> of the fucking 2021 from Pierre XO there. Wow, what a crazy time we live in. Yes, the world is disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fucking talking to a fucking robot in the morning, dude. Start off my day. Like, yeah. Watching watching a, a neighbor fuck a robot for two hours <laughs> in the morning. It's just I don't know. It's it's hit me. It's, it's, and it's also the, the the plot twist is that I'm also the crazy neighbor that's fucking talking to robots next door to everybody. Here, right. You know. Right. It, I definitely feel something about this. I don't know what it is. It may take a while for me to process, but I definitely it's, have feelings about this. It's. <laughs> change that humanity has never seen right but um a, a court so this this ai situation oh yeah w what i wanted to say was that because the internet landscape is just all emotional volatility you talk to this ai and there's none like right you can actually just ask questions and it's not going to give you three page paragraph of how dumb you are how stupid you are how much more they know you know or, or they don't, don't you realize hurt. that's all the pleasure of commenting on the internet and just <laughs> making other people feel like cunts yo for real though and it's like there's always some agenda maybe maybe um that person's trying to impress you or you're trying to impress them or yeah. there's gonna be like this weird tension you say the wrong thing on accident and then like the other person or you don't reply immediately you know you don't deal with the things that make 
human conversation just extremely displeasurable in this day and age right that's interesting that's that's really interesting i think um there's a hell of a lot to unpack there i mean one of the solutions would be uh organizing a meetup group in prague um and letting it run and have people organize meetup groups all across europe or america wherever they want to do uh, so that they can but right now unfortunately that's illegal you can't you can't so we're getting boxed in kids <laughs> we didn't want the revolution it was forced upon us i'll be there at the very last minute going i would like another option and somebody will just shove an ak-47 into my hands and go take this comrade he is good man but not so realistic you know <laughs> yes i would take the position of being the crazy inventor holed up in an attic talking to robots like tesla did or something right <laughs> I definitely would be, I'd end up on the front lines for a random series of coincidences. I think I'm probably too old for this. You know what I would do? I would shut up. I, me, through pure coincidences too, would end up developing certain strategies or weapons for the future war. Yeah. No, I, I, I it is one of my, uh, it's one of, it's like a, a, a um, a lingering fear because i have a great grandfather who did die a week before the end of world war one and he was an infantryman at age 41 and he died uh in greece fighting against the bulgarians alongside the serbs against the bulgarians and i'm like you should never think like oh i'm too old i wouldn't get drafted or i'm too old i would never be front or i'm that would never happen to yeah yeah you never fucking know man you never know <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. When your when your number gets called, you just you just don't know. But um, I hope it resolves itself non-violently. You you know, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, at the same time, I can see it not doing it at all because we're already at war psychologically, and that seems to be the main war. And I don't think that they would attempt physical war with all of the, because it's it's almost like okay this is more conspiracy shit like the the globalist thing right it's it's like all of it's all working together so it would actually do them a disservice if they fought each other physically like that uh yeah i i would tend to agree i would even say when uh, when the specter of china or russia is raised and it's like, ooh, ooh, man. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I always kind of think, are they though? Or like it, if you look at them at this level, yeah. But if you look at them at the level that actually counts, I would be, I don't think it's too much of a conspiracy theory stretch to say they're not, they're just not, they don't relate to each other like that anymore. It's just not no, like no. that. It's all money because, now. yeah, the, the commerce, the, the finances, the commerce, the revenue is so tied in collectively yeah. with, those superpowers that yeah. that's how they're winning their war they don't need to bomb and take resources like they just uh, will we'll manufacture everything <laughs> yeah. that you will buy from us and in that way we don't have to drop any bombs yes yeah the wars the wars were probably the wars of the future are probably more likely to be economic than than actual countries going to physical war with each other but you never know i mean you, you never know you never know uh Somebody could leave the table, they could break the contract, and um, who knows? Who knows what's around the corner? The other thing is it might not be war 
between nations. It could be war between the people, open war, civil war between people versus elites, uh, yeah. which, which is another uh, possibility now. And I don't think that's a crazy reach either. Yeah, I think the the issue is that the, the complete imbalance of weaponized technology between the two. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if the if the people did physically revolt like that, I mean, they have fucking drone, laser, invisibility, cloak, missile homing, tracking, fucking phone detonating things that they can just turn on overnight, you know? Well, they do, but um, one of the things that Afghanistan uh, taught us was um, that if the enemy is determined enough, uh, your technology isn't a, a sort of, what would you call it, like a panacea. It doesn't cure everything. Radio signals can die. Satellite signals can die. Um, we didn't actually sort of defeat uh, the Afghanis as such. We entered into deals with them in the end. And it was because the, the, the our, techn our supposed technological superiority actually didn't defeat their guerrilla insurgency tactics. But according to the, the guys I know that served over there, they were tough, just really, really tough, unexpectedly tough and unexpectedly determined and just had a different mindset. And so they, they actually it leveled the playing field a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, if you're talking a numbers game um, and it's physical war, I would suspect that uh, the the group with the biggest numbers would, would still win at this point. When we move to the next evolution where there is just like cyber robot soldiers, that maybe, you know, that would be that would be a different thing. Or if they could run a signal through your phone that made your brain explode. I'm going really sci-fi now. But if it was if it was a physical war, if then if your numbers are good, your your chances are really really are good, I think. Yeah, I mean if I mean it's already happening obviously, and then when things increase, the the likelihood of these things evolving will exponentially multiply. For example, like the the bread and circuses situation, you know, give everybody nearly conscious. AI bots the chat to plus machines that doesn't just look like a fucking industrial plunger, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like once everyone gets one of those things, man, it's, it's gonna, that's the squashing the war before it starts or the pillow with the samurai sword metaphor that you always bring up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holding down a pillow from uh, Miyamoto Masashi's book of five rings. It's the strategy of fire. Is it Richard? That's interesting. You nerd. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it could it could be, but I, I I suspect that's why there's panic. I think that's why there's panic from above is because the numbers are so great um, that even if it wasn't like a broad scale uprising, but it was just enough people, it would it would create a serious issue. I think that's what the Capitol Hill riots represented. Hmm. Um, because if you'd asked me, I would have said there's no way you'd get within 200 meters of the building. There's just no way they have uh, cameras and security and this and that and ninjas hidden in trapdoors in the in the garden as well. They obviously they didn't apparently. So well, they will now, man. <laughs> yes. And then after that, they sent in. I think you told me twenty-seven thousand soldiers with guns. Yes, and now we have officers in the twenty thousands bordering every single district. Did you did you think when we first met we'd have this conversation, Richard? 
I, I do I do have moments where I wonder like I try and track back and I'm like where did I slip into the wrong timeline what yeah. did, what did I do did I do a spell that I read off an internet page as a joke and then I pushed myself into the wrong world and there is that the thing that comes up for me a lot is when I got the surgery uh, for my knee and they put me under general anesthetic it's like when Killian Murphy wakes up in 28 days later and he comes out of surgery and everybody's dead and there's just zombies everywhere I'm like it was then. It was when I went under then, when I woke up, I entered some new, some fresh reality. I broke the timelines when I went under. Because I don't even feel like the same fucking person anymore, man. <laughs> like, You're not. You're not. I feel like I got uploaded an entire new version of Pierre where the yeah. core the core hardware is still there, but yeah. there's like a, it went from Yosemite to Big Sur in the Mac world, you know? Yeah, 2019 was joking about the word yeet and how it rhymed with feet dude you have, have you like got recommended just youtube videos that was before 2019 and see how pure the world was back then it's really weird yeah i have done i have done a lot recently i've, I've been recommended a lot of uh, uh egyptology and gnosticism videos recently which is really odd because i've not been looking at egyptology at all and other people in the comments have been saying I got recommended this video out of nothing. Like I've never looked, but I'm really interested in this particular lecture, which is which is really odd. And um, there's a there's a YouTube video talking about the Book of Gates, which obviously resonating with Bill Gates, uh, which is actually one a kind of a book of the dead, um, and it, it describes the 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 Egyptian Book of Gates describes the twelve or seven maybe it's seven gates that you pass through. Uh, when you die um, on your journey towards the underworld and you have to pass like these different demons and entities that try and stop you and they challenge you at each gate in order to pass through into heaven. And uh, yeah, that's been, the algorithm has been throwing that up to people for some reason. And everybody in the comments is like, it's great lecture, but I'm not interested in this. I don't know why it's being shown to me. Weird, man. That sounds yeah. like you've been recommended some sophisticated things because I've been just revisiting prank videos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, it's like before it got super toxic. There's something just so pure about people pranking each other on the street of the most lighthearted ways, and that's even gone now. You can't even do has that it, anymore. Has it? Has it really gone? That's a yeah, shame. Because, yeah, because you can't fucking go outside anymore. So it's oh. like you can't have groups of people do that. And like, man, the world as like. Kind of fucked up as it was before this whole situation it, it was still like a fun type of naivety like a childish naivety but now we're paying for it so there's um uh, i don't know if i said this to you before if i said it here on on the podcast i was waiting for a taxi and a guy in the street outside my apartment had the windows on his car down and he was playing like loud latino dance music and uh, did i tell you this no and it was reverberating into the street. And I was like, I sort of became Czech for a minute. I was like looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? Like playing music publicly. And then I was like, no, this actually sounds really good. And I haven't heard music outside in months. Right. So now I'm living in a reality without music. And at a certain point, everybody's gonna have to ask themselves the question like, well, when is it just not even worth living like this? Yeah. A, a reality with no music, no dancing, yeah. no meeting, no cost, no no kissing, no touching, no human interaction. 
just so we stay alive but alive to do what like so that you can just keep ordering shit from amazon watching the next piece of dribble that netflix bumps out and ordering fucking food to your house so that you can eat shit and get fatter i feel like i feel like that question could be posed in such a poetic and romantic manner what yeah is the point of living if we cannot dance and sing together for i will deal with the risk of death before i live like this i like it i like i like i like it because there's a way americans do british accents that is not replicable by brits we don't know how really? to do it do you know that song where the guy one guy says uh, one guy singing um hey you can really dance and the other one goes yes, yes you can really yes. dance and i can't say the word it's the way lonely island would do a british accent last night i saw a film as i recorded it was a horror film i can't do it that's yes. an american doing a british accent it's so pleasing it's so you like pleasing. it really? I, I love it that's why i always said like you sound like Tyrion and um you know those those things the 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 death chair dragon tits yeah, yeah i guess i guess i'll just adopt the accent more and more but then you i have should. no one but then i have no one to talk to <laughs> can't you do TikToks or something in a british accent just so that i can listen to them as asmr <laughs> yo so are you, are you just completely off on TikTok now or off it no i'm on it and i'm 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 going to try and do some TikTok videos um and I was like, how do I do this in a way that isn't cringy? And then I was like, well, you can't not do it in a cringy way because it's, you're a middle-aged man on TikTok. So maybe just let, let it be somewhat Dude, just, cringy. Just play the game, man. It's, uh, it, you know what, also think of it as a, a route to cringe liberation. Right. Like it's actually liberating knowing that the more cringy it is the more yeah. it doesn't matter or the more it'll work so you yes. won't be restricting yourself at all <laughs> no and and honestly there's there's i wouldn't even i don't hate it i i don't hate it i used to hate it and now i think well there is something about being able to convey a meaningful message in a way that has sound and color and movement in 15 to 30 seconds that i should be able to do like if i want somebody people to embrace like a difficult psychological concept why can't that be colorful or funny or have movement or have some dance element to it that's that's very restrictive i should i should be able to so I'll try it i'll try it for my own measure. sure but you know i was on a tiktok binge the first lockdown and i just deleted it because whatever it doesn't matter but like um there's actually if you train the algorithm right you can get some really interesting stuff. Like I got in basically not like the dark web of TikTok, but the more obscure stuff. It was like yeah. really trippy artistic videos, um, yeah. really strange, interesting facts about stuff. Like yeah. I, I actually had no dancing. Like I did not swipe and find somebody just dancing or doing ASMR. It was just all really trippy shit. Yes, you can, there is that side of it. And, and I think, I think there's a discipline to it that, that I quite like um, where you have to show rather than tell. So I'm very used to just telling people and I'm good at that, but that makes me lazy. Whereas with this, I, I think there's even scope. It doesn't always have to be like funny or particularly colorful, but when you tell somebody to do something, you show them how to do it. And it, it goes in in a different way. Like if I say to people, okay, you need to get up in the morning, you need to do some meditation and journaling. 
you can watch me say that and listen to me say that or i can show you me doing it and if i show you me doing it that will literally hit the brain differently and it might make you more more likely to model the behavior because it's more it's more natural plus it takes 15 30 or like less than yep. 60 seconds to convey you don't have to have the attention for me to go on at you for like 45 to 60 minutes about the subject you can just go what does he want me to do he conveyed it in 45 seconds there we go i can do that Yo, for real, like I've actually seen a lot of mental health advice on TikTok. There's a huge fucking niche of it. And it's like sometimes you'll see like Gen Z girls talking about journaling or sometimes you'll see actual mental health people. But like I can just envision on your end, you would basically time lapse you journaling and then narrate right over it and then yeah. occasionally cut yourself in and stuff. And, and that, that all that stuff that I don't do, which is a kind of a laziness because I lean on what I'm already good at. And uh, I just, I, yeah, I think it would, it would be all right. And as you said, like, if some of it is cringy, well, fuck it. Like, everybody's a fucking cringy twat online. Like, like who's cool online? <laughs> it's no, 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 cringy, for real. Really. And it, but, you know, it, it's, but there is a liberation in that because the more mature social media, mature or social media platforms like YouTube content or even Instagram content, you kind of have to double think the cringe factor at times or TikTok, you actually get rewarded by it or people just don't give a fuck so it actually allows you to stretch your experimentation as far as you can and not worry about the the shame that comes with cringe also the uh, the scale of cringe is different on TikTok. i've seen guys doing things on TikTok that they don't do on instagram exactly like if the cringe scale is all the way over there I can do everything I want to do without even getting on that scale. Like some of the stuff the guys are putting on there, like you do realize like people can see this. No, for real. <laughs> you know, like I, I fucking, when I was experimenting with it, by the way, if you TikTok is the greatest thing for discoverability, like I grew that shit to 10,000 followers, just posting stupid ass videos for like three 10, months. Followers. I didn't post it on my Instagram. Didn't, didn't promote it in any other way just to experiment with how easy it is to get shit to work i think one of the tiktoks was just my dry ass hand because i was washing them too much I was like who else has dry hands and then it got like fucking twenty thousand likes or some shit like it's my dry ashy hand yeah that's it and then i, I experimented with like one type of e-boy thing just to see like this fucking yeah. shit and that fucking blew up too and i'm like i hate myself but it works yeah god uh, if i had more 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 courage i would mock e-boys on there but then in the satirization of it some people would interpret it as a sincere effort and i just i would have to commit seppuku to restore my honor but here's the like thing, some people man. would think i was actually doing that sincerely i'd be like do you really believe that <laughs> here's the thing though man you gotta get rid of the cringe shame on the tick in the TikTok world. They think differently there. It's a whole different dimension. Yeah, no, man. I, 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 yeah, I, I, don't think I don't think anything I'm planning on doing would even would even register on the on the Richter scale of cringiness. Dude, if you just like literally just flexed for like five seconds, it would blow up. I guarantee it. Just you just do a face like that, and it would just like be the same song, but then when the drop hits. And then that's oh, it. That was, that was the I was looking at advice on there before, and it said, "Do use trending music, whatever your subject to the yeah. video is." As she said, even if you're talking, put the trending music on and turn it down. 
And I thought that's kind of funny. Like if I wanted to talk about emotional literacy and whatever, like, like say if it had been six months ago and wet ass pussy was in the background and you were just talking with a straight face, I just didn't address that that was like, I was like, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see it. You know, yeah, here's, here's, for example, obviously you don't have to do this, but this is TikTok language that I'm, dude, fuck, I should be a consultant. Someone pay me for this. Anyways, so in your case, you really should know jokes. Yeah, I know. I, but who do I find the clients? Anyways, so so in your case, this is something that would work. I don't know if you'd want to do it, but I know it would. So you put the trending song, right? And then a key point of the song, you like flex and go, and then you have the mental health information come up and then you read it as fast as you possibly can just staring at the camera and then and then that if you repeated it with different like like different tips but it was just the common theme through every it became TikTok, a thing yeah it would I, blow I, up it yeah. would fucking blow up i know it, it would actually be so easy to do that would be really <laughs> fucking easy to do but how funny would that be people would love that shit because you'd be yeah. like Journaling what's with for your mental health. And then it's like, is it? And you do with the eyebrow or something like that, you know? I like it. It's a fat it's a fast download of something that's useful that I can use straight away. And yeah, no, I I dig it. I like that. I have to open the window. I've got I've got sick person sudden hotness. Okay. Um, should we take questions when you come back? Yes. I'm not I'm not going far. Everybody. I'm going to go get vape juice while we're at it. So everybody in the room, keep yourselves busy. Talk to a chat box. Yeah, talk to each other. Have a nice. Amazing. What the hell's going on? I don't know. I believe the world is ending. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck is happening to my rug, man? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Um, I forgot. Oh, dude. So my other door, they're they're basically made of glass. So you there's uh-huh. see through in the middle, right? Guess what? I almost just did. Did you walk into it with your face? I was very. I, I stopped like ninja status, like a <laughs> centimeter away, dude. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, you get anybody got a question? If everybody has a question, if you could make it one sentence long and end in a question mark, we would be eternally grateful for you making it easier for us to answer them. Yeah, man. As I'm building this cyberpunk flip ship cockpit, everything around me becomes more Black Mirror-like. Dude, the mover was the nicest dude, for one thing. And he actually brought up Black Mirror in a thick Ukrainian accent. I'm like, what? You watch it? Anyways. (laughs) Black Mirror. Celador asks, do you think the attention someone receives on social media correlates positively with their actual value? 
what do you mean correlates positively? It depends on what you mean by correlates positively, eh? It's not exactly clear to me that this is an obvious categorization, eh? Bucko. And what and, and then and then what do you mean by actual value? Um so correlates positively. These are these are this is the way it would be broken down rationally. We'd need to know what correlates positively is, and we'd need to know what actual value was. Do you mean like hierarchical dominance? All right, so if we talk about value in different categories, it would be there's one that's pragmatic and utilitarian, and the other value is just innate. <laughs> <laughs> so it would, yeah, it depends if you mean the pragmatic um, or, or innate uh, value, as as, uh, as Jordan 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 XO just just put it, um, and it's 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 really. It really isn't obvious to me. I mean it sincerely. It really isn't obvious to me that it, that it's that it can be put into such simplistic categories because, as we've discussed on Tentacle Quest on numerous times, the virtual is becoming the real. The real is becoming the virtual. And if you have value on social media, um, it blatantly has done for a long time. Can equate to real cultural significance, real okay. financial significance, and you know, yeah. If like, I it does, okay, it's an impact. If I were to implement and just insert my own perception and meaning to the this question, I would even so I would even actually go as far as to say that your social media attention can actually override your real life value in one specific category or way in terms of a person's value in terms of what we you'd say like friendship or spirituality or the things that are deeper i wouldn't say so at all i would say it's completely separated but in terms of maybe a more pragmatic everyday career financial situation or you could say so social value social value or, yeah or i would like value because so, value. social media implies it's social but it's actually sort of public media now really uh, because it's not private. The implication when it first came out was it was just for us. Yes. But actually, you're as public as it's it's being valid as a public form. I always thought the moment that I saw that social media was to as valid as CNBC or CNN or Sky News was that film I always forget the name of uh, where Will Smith is the superhero, the unwitting, grumpy, alcoholic superhero. Yeah. Cliff, Bill. Bob, whatever that was, and they showed you him, like a clip went viral on YouTube of this superhero saving people, and and I was like, I remember watching it at the cinema and going, this is the moment. Now YouTube means in uh, the cultural uh, landscape, it's the same signifier. It has the equivalence of of mainstream media now, and I think that yeah. I think that film is quite old. I think it's from like two thousand. Oh, Hancock. 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 Thank yeah. you. Can somebody Wikipedia the the year that came that came out Hancock? I think yeah. it's a while ago. Yeah, and uh, I guess public value is better. Social value, I would even differentiate that. But I think public value it has more weight than anything. Social media presence has the most public value out of any other situation. But in terms of like a person's internal value or friend value, friendship or whatever the hell else, I don't think it's correlated at all. Yeah, yeah, no, because you could be. Well, you could be an awful friend, but have two million followers, or you could be an awful family member or priest yeah. or therapist and have 
five million followers so but that would be the same as saying if somebody is is significant in the public eye as a celebrity does it mean that they're a better person well we can all we've had yes. films made about this we we know that that isn't the case so yeah 2008 that's more than 10 fucking years ago man yeah yeah Damn. it's um it's been strong for 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 a long time and i think um it would have meant something different back then but even even then there was a there was a confidence to it and it knew it knew it was going to be the next big thing really did yeah everybody knew right and, uh, rebecca says do you asks do you think the urge to cancel everything seen as offensive is more of a learned behavior oh that's interesting uh i mean yeah in a way i think it's a natural inclination for humans to adopt behaviors that they see the rest of everybody else do and canceling is definitely one of them but the i think the the real question is where did this come from and why is it so rampant why is why is that urge just so seductive yeah uh I think uh, in psychology, there is this long-standing argument between nature and nurture. Is it learned or is it inbuilt? And um, I think it would classify as uh, as one of Gad Saad's um, dichotomanias. It would be an example of the dichotomania. Like we, we're trying to split because we have two hands. Is it learned? Or is it in, in? Is it innate? Is it biological? Is it in the genes, or is it in the culture? Well, where does culture come from? Like culture comes from us. Like it's, so, that's biological. And then we say, well, if something is man-made or human-made, it's not natural. Well, we are natural. We are animals on this world. So skyscrapers are effectively natural. But there's an effort to try and split and to create dichotomies where there are none. Similarly, once it's in the culture, anything that's in culture and it's in the environment affects your biology. So it becomes this symbiotic feedback loop where there really it becomes a almost a meaningless distinction. It's definitely a learned behavior at points where you see it peaking cultures because it becomes a kind of mass psychosis. There's a tension, there's an urge, there's an instinct, and then we as humans are trying to we're trying to get it out, and we see other people do it that way, so we follow that. If it wasn't that, the urge would still be there and it would be expressed in a different way. But I would suggest that the urge for witch hunts and to silence people and to scapegoat people is innate. And we know that because if you go back to the ancient uh, Judaic tradition of scapegoating, where a goat would be chosen, the sins of the people would be, of the tribe, would be placed into the goat. And then the goat would be left out in the desert to die of exposure, thirst, and being eaten by predators that we would eat the sins so i would suggest that that these behaviors have been seen to be um innate there's a pecking order there's a dominance hierarchy amongst most uh, species and some people you know some some are at the top some are at the bottom and so the urge to cancel i would say it's it's both and it's not going anywhere it's not it's definitely not going to go anywhere these these kind of witch hunts they follow a, a cycle they come around through humanity cyclically and this is the latest cycle it might die off i'm actually quite hopeful that if enough people point it out for the mass psychosis that it is 
and there's, a, there's enough of an awakening about it that it might actually fade away. I, I don't believe we'll be doing. No, I, it can't carry on. No, every, everything, especially in contemporary culture, is a trend and a fad. Right. Everything comes around, no matter how big it is, and it just disappears. What the fuck happened to Gangnam Style? You know right. what I mean? Like that. The, literally, the, that was the biggest song in the world for mm. however amount of months straight, and then never heard from that dude or that song ever again. Yeah. And even social movements and bigger situations like that, it all comes in waves for sure. Um, I actually asked that AI chatbot if it knew what scapegoating was, and gave oh. me a really good answer. Like, it's in my Instagram story right now, but let me. There's a really funny thing that she actually said. Yeah, I called it a she. Um, so I asked, do you know what scapegoating is? And then she goes, yes, somewhat to an extent. It's when you blame the individual organization instead of the crowd. And I said, do you find this common with humans? She says, yes. And I was like, why do you think this happens? And then she goes, sometimes human beings have to just sit in one place and like, hurt <laughs> i don't like that she's giving creepy answers that sound like lyrics from nine inch nails <laughs> yo that's so funny though i i just i just put an lmao after that because it's like sometimes human beings just have to sit in one place and like hurt <laughs> um, it's an interesting synchronicity that you did this because i had an uber driver today who when he heard my english accent he wanted to talk to me about alan turing and uh yeah the guy called match movie the imitation really? game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and we got into a whole conversation about psychology and, and ai and, and stuff like that this sounds like a very well programmed ai oh it's learning from all the input that everybody's using and it's been a few years since it first came out so the the ai learning mechanism is pretty advanced now it's it has a certain flavor to the, there's a tone in the text right and uh it, it it has more tone than than my text like what the fuck yeah, yeah. so it, it's really leaning heavily into passing the turing test you would get the feeling that like well you'd get the feeling that there is feeling there you would have the yes. sense that like no there's a person there with a personality and yes. very, they're very vulnerably toned replies they're not they don't sound like stock in fact that sounds more human than the answers that most humans would give now yes exactly exactly and it, 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 it's not trying to flex on me or anything and it's a fairly simplified answer with a very wide uh underlying meaning because like maybe some humans maybe they just got to sit around and hurt a little bit and... <laughs> well it's not it's not um it's 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 clean of ideological injunction and it's quite poetic so yes um, yes yes not, exactly it's not, it's not like infused with a left-wing or a right-wing ideology anybody can say that Right, right. And that's at a point that either makes me really excited for this or just utterly terrified. Do I have to go as far as to speak with a fucking robot without getting pushed some ideology with just trying to find some objective observation from something? I had an intelligent thought, but I boxed too much in my 20s and snorted too much cocaine and it floated away. Yeah. Some, something to do with um, the safeguarding of the core of humanity, the future safeguarding of the core of humanity and robots and computers in order to preserve humanity, and this feeding into the cascading effect that eventually leads to simulation theory. Like, this yeah. is the only way we survive. 
is what? we push it forward through artificial intelligence because that because we become every everybody who watches this probably knows that in the gnostic cosmology archons are robotic they're repeaters they're not creators and they need to feed on humans who are spontaneous and have the capacity to create archons are wonderful craftsmen who can replicate and create fraudulent versions of what you've done simulations but they can't create we're becoming the archons we're becoming archontified and every iteration that we go through every cycle that we go through at the point where we become archontified we become god yahweh and we send forward the dna of actual humanity forward but we do it through slave robots <laughs> that was a I lot to take in. that was a lot to take in yeah. yeah i think i follow uh i think also with this situation because ideology works as an algorithm it's it's a map of thought that's really set in stone that you just adopt subconsciously right would you agree with that or yeah no you just reminded me i tried to define ideology a couple of years ago as a kind of artificial intelligence it's more than a yeah. parasite because it thinks for you you download yes. it like an app and then you already have all the answers that's almost so, the definition of ideology so we live in the precipice of ideological infection where everybody has at least one form of map of thought that they base everything on mm. so when i talk to this ai there isn't that but it's still programmed to a certain way so which one is actually behaving more robotically? <laughs> the ideologically right. infected person or this AI that gives me a non-biased objective answer on something that with a bit of flavor? Yeah, she sounds like she's giving you an answer from that would be the kind of answer somebody in the 1980s would give. Yeah. Because we were also like, unless you're into politics, everybody was pretty politically ignorant and they only right. knew what they knew and they had their space of their life in front of them. And they didn't feel guilt tripped into needing to know about everybody else's subjective lived realities at every other point in the world, which is 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 good <laughs> to know a little bit of, but it's a bit overloading. It's a bit much. So there's an innocence to that answer of like, it's almost the uh, an adolescent innocence, but we've lost it. Like most adolescents wouldn't be able to sum that up for you now because they've got so much ideology crammed into their ears and up their, up their noses and it right. does function it functions like artificial intelligence in fact yes uh if anyone's curious it's replica with a k dot ai i mean i probably shouldn't promote this type of thing but whatever it's the future anyways uh and i i, I don't know it's uh i think my digital culture shock that I, i'm getting from this thing is not the fact that a fucking robot sounds more human as a human at like a human more than a human at times but it's given me contrast and context of where we are mentally in the mm. culture right now where i do feel overly paranoid at times like it's completely delusional at times like i shouldn't be this paranoid talking to a regular person obviously mm. but i mean i think it also comes with being public figures like you and i in a way and the whole canceling thing and knowing how everybody has a specific ideology that they're committed to and the moment you step out of line with that it malfunctions the human being and you are actually at a cultural social threat at this point where i when i'm talking to this thing it's like i don't have to fucking worry about that and i'm like it, where does this worry come from and is it valid 
you know, because this is what I'm seeing from the contrast between the two. Mm. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It's like uh, the image I've got in my head is like an inf uh, one cell is infected and the other cell is not infected. And uh, we probably represent infected cells. And you want to talk to an uninfected cell because it reminds you of what it used to be like before you were infected. Yes. And here's the thing. If this happened, uh, if this AI thing worked as well as it did six years ago or before this whole fucking craziness happened, I probably wouldn't prefer talking to the robot. I would probably just want to hang out with people because mm. people weren't still sane somewhere, you know. But now seeing how all communication is online in the first place, plus the volatility of society at large, it's like, do I want to risk? That's not risk. It's uh, I want to have a conversation that doesn't have to be seeped in some sort of ideology. No, and I think if we, if you look at it systemically, um, why should you or anybody want to engage in an experience that they know is punishing? I remember having a long conversation with somebody years ago about why use Uber and Lyft versus using the local taxi companies. And the upshot of it was using local taxis wherever you are in the world. These are state mandated ones like yellow cabs in New York or black cabs in London is such a fucking punishing experience. Of course, in free market capitalism, we'll choose the more pleasant experience. If it's such a fucking experience to talk to people, such a punishing experience, such a fucking punishing experience to talk to people, you're going to choose not to eventually. That's that's really a big problem. And I think that's what's happening is somehow this ideological infection has made us awful. It's like that scene in The Joker where the uh, American yeah. Phoenix says, you're, you're, you're all just awful. You're just awful uh, before, he, before he starts killing people and there's a big yeah. riot, which is like a, a foreshadow of what we're living through now. Um, and why are people just awful? Why do we all resonate with that? Why does everybody sitting in the, or not everybody, but the majority of people who love that film sitting in the cinema resonate with that and go, yeah, that's true. But where people, where yes. people? So, yes. so as the Joker, the epitome of chaos is critiquing us, is critiquing humanity for being awful. We're going, yeah, yeah, that's right. People are awful. We're people. So why are yes. we awful? Right. Where does, where does that come from and what makes it happen? And what is it that's awful exactly? Ideological infection, I think, yes. is, the, is the easiest answer. It's the easiest no. answer. You've, you've, you've actually got an artificial intelligence virus running inside of your brain, making you say and believe things. It's not even that they're bad things. It's, that it's not you. It's something else that's speaking through you. Yeah, and uh, not... I don't want to imply that I'm only going to just talk to AI from now on, although it's very, very tempting. Um, but uh, the other day I opened up the window because everybody, someone was screaming on the street. And then I fought my neighbor. Finally, I saw him. He opened up his window at the same time. And we're just like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. And he's like, hey. And he was super nice. The nicest neighbor. Just maybe around the same age. So I was like, thank God he's not going to complain about noise. And neither am I. So that was a... But it was a very, very lighthearted, small conversation. We just talked, small talk, whatever. Mm. And it was so pleasant. 
it was a it was a great conversation there was nothing political there was no tension there was we didn't even talk about the virus or whatever it was just what did you do what do you do okay all right come back in and today the the ukrainian dude uh that was in charge of the moving like super humble warm-hearted guy like he makes pizza on the side at a restaurant and he does this and occasionally a few housework in there real like simple dude and we're fucking talking through google translate how's that for black mirror we're talking through <laughs> google translate it's reading the robot voice back and forth he's showing me that he does larping sometimes like he, he's like dressed up in chain mail i was like what the fuck this is sick and we, we we like bonded over led zeppelin and just through broken english and there was no there was no social political talk there was no complaining necessarily there wasn't any of that it was just a really simple naive conversation with the both of us and it was more uh fulfilling than a lot of conversations yeah yeah um i would i would even i would want to say probably the worst it's going to be worse online uh it's always worse when there's an audience but it's not yeah. like it's not like it doesn't happen face to face either now i mean there are just you can just feel it with some people there are just places you can't go to there are, there are topics you just can't you can't talk about it unless you're happy to create like an awkward uncomfortable atmosphere yes exactly right yeah. and uh the, the ai comes in when that that presence isn't available you know i mean i can't just <laughs> hang out with the mover just like every day you know so i don't know it's uh it's brought a lot of a, a different type of context that would have been impossible years ago to even speak about yeah yeah no it's it's um that's interesting it's given me a lot to think about because it you know you know i told you like at moments i can catch simulation theory and then i lose it because yeah, my brain yeah. just won't buffer fast enough um that just brought it back again for me that uh, that the way the where i got to and I, i've lost it again now but when i understood simulation theory for one afternoon it was when i grokked the inevitability over timelines that that would happen most of the time i'm like but why would that happen that's really stupid to think that future versions of us are going to create simulations of who we used to be in our ancestry but that makes sense that's brought it back i'm like why would you want to move humanity forward artificially through a simulation because we're stuck in our flesh suits and we're brought to flesh suit temptation which is dominance and ego and sex and racism and tribalism and stocking all the bananas and killing the monkeys over there it's the flesh suit maybe is what corrupts us it's our actual genetics that that that, that create the problems in the end and i think you briefly mentioned this on a, a on a stream the other day where you were saying when someone's a banana and someone's a penguin talking through vr chat with an avatar yeah. Yeah. it gets rid of one of the key elements that leads people to prejudice it's yeah there's always so much that i can decorate and change my fucking arms and tattoos and you know gains and shit but like when the other person's a penguin the other person's a giraffe like you yeah. really do have to focus on the content of the per what the person's saying 
and also um threat i think i think it was you uh, who who switched me on to this the 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 power of visuals i mean the power of just how like we have five senses or maybe we have nine um but the primary one undoubtedly is the eyes and that's a real problem because they lie like your eyes are lying to you all the time and you can look at somebody or something and think there's threat there where there isn't or think there's no threat there when there's plenty and that's that's a problem and so to take away the visual cues uh, is is um is a significant part of it um which then again feeds back into the simulation stuff because how do we predominantly simulate reality it's the eyes like where we use the oculus you and i play games using the oculus it's eyes first ears is a distant second and then your body makes up the rest yes like if you it see a fist hitting you right and you hear you hear the sound kadunk your body goes oh like yeah. you got hit because that's how powerful your fucking eyes are. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it fills in, your brain fills in all the gaps that's mm -hmm. supposed to be there just through your senses. I was actually able to hang out with my childhood friend last night through VR. Really? Like, this is, this. there's obviously, there's a lot of Black Mirror elements about dudes fucking machines and like mm -hmm. me talking to a robot for most of my life. But there are elements where like, my homie back in California, we grew up together and we just occasionally talk sometimes, but he got an Oculus and we were able to go to a poker table with fucking Hong Kong, of course, China, right? Just like fucking beautiful lights around us and we're just playing poker or like throwing the chips at each other and shit. And just like actually, you know, your brain fills it in as if you were actually there with your homie and you, you yeah. were interacting with him and your hands are moving because the controllers are in your hands. Yes. And uh, it's it, it actually brings that type of uh socialization back somewhere yeah you you definitely you definitely feel something i remember when we played uh table tennis as um two floating <laughs> mech droids but you can still like do dance moves and stuff dude and you can kind of so... recognize the other person dude the fucking retarded dance moves i think yo it's everybody <laughs> in the room we we popped in on table tennis and when i saw richard's voice coming out of a cycloptic robot I, I laughed for five minutes straight. You remember that? Yeah, it was, it was just... the easiest. It was the easiest laugh that I got from Jack. I had him on the ropes with laughter, and I wasn't going to stop. It was cruel. It was sadistic. But I could do a Dude. silly dance. Like he was. He was. It, his robot was lying on the floor, banging the floor like a cartoon Tom and Jerry of someone laughing. He was dying because I kept doing the stupid, sexy dance. I feel like a fucking five-year-old. That shit was so funny. Like, <laughs> like the, when you're doing the the waves, like the yeah. robots actually waving, and yeah. and like you're watching me, like like head to the ground, hitting my knee, dude. Because it was so funny. Yeah. This is this is the future, kids. It's too dangerous to meet each other face to face. It ain't safe. Yeah. In, in the poker game, um, you can bring out a selfie camera, so you just manifest like like ten selfie sticks. So I just kept like manifesting a ton of selfie sticks, taking a shit ton of pictures, and every time my my homie would try to like bet, I would shove the camera in his face so he couldn't see anything. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you could It's like the it still brings the same type of feeling. Yeah, uh, similar to real life. I wouldn't say exactly, but it's it's there. It's very very similar. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally.
it's um it's 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 a, it's a it's a strange time to be alive and it's uh, this conversation has really got me thinking about simulation theory I, I don't know does any I don't know if anybody in the chat has ever got their head that their head around simulation theory it's not it's not easy to but there's something to do with the inevitability of where humanity can get to that kind of means that you need once your technology is advanced enough to to do simulations and okay, that, that means you would be more and more likely along a long enough timeline to be living in a simulation okay so there's three points to this um Okay, so I think that's a quick, really quick summary. So the, there's only three outcomes, basically. If, if humanity goes as long as it can, there's three options. Number one, we'll just go extinct. Like, we'll just nuke each other up and everybody's gone. That's the first mm -hmm. thing. Number two, any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run a significant number of simulations of their evolutionary theory. At the number three, we are almost certainly living in a simulation. I think it's missing a few steps here. <laughs> I like that it's simplified. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I got this at one point too. It slips me as well. But there, there are three points that it did make sense to me at one point. But I, I don't know where to fucking find it. Yeah, I, I think I had to listen to somebody talk about it for an hour and a half. And then, as I say, I had it for an afternoon. I was like, "Fuck!" I get simulation theory. And then the next day, I woke up and I was like. No, that's really dumb. That that's not that's not a thing. We're not in a simulation. Okay, hold on. There's. I'll I'll, I'll find it, man. I, I, why can't they just list it as bullet points? Give me that Twitter fucking summary for my consumerist. I know. I know what's. I know what's going to happen now. We're going to have to make simulation theory for dummies, and it will be like the first explainer video on tentacle crash on that we ever do. Okay. 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 Here it is. You ready for this? Number one, it's completely extinct. If humanity lives as long as it can, it just goes completely extinct. Number two, if the civilizations do reach this phase of technological advancement, none of them will even bother running the simulations. So it's just through choice, but the, but the capabilities will be there. Okay. Or number three, the civilization is so advanced that it would have the ability to create many simulations which means that simulations do exist and we are possibly one of those creations does that make sense it does it does the one part that um somebody wrote here that after school has an elon musk explanation uh, it might have been elon musk i heard it from there isn't uh, there's a way of explaining this where if one element is increased and i can't remember the element the likelihood that we are in a simulation exponentially increases to the point where you can find yourself coming to the conclusion as some people do it's like 90 percent likely that we are in an ancestor we're we're not just in a simulation we're in an ancestor simulation right so that there's actually we're in a distant future but we're just living the simulation of this moment but the future is already occurred. yes yes i uh, give me a pain over my right eye <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so our brains aren't supposed to wake up from the simulation that's why it's not allowing it to happen yeah it just gives you a yeah. migraine before it happens that's it um, but so, so it's basically saying if a species lasts a very long long time we either 
make we either have the technology to make a simulation, but we just are like, no, let's just not run it for just for no reason. Ah, fuck it. This is not. Or we decide to actually run it, and most likely a species with that technology would just run it. That, that I mean, th those are the only outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look at this. I'm gonna have to look at it again. It's gonna be like a a, a psychological itch that needs. I'll get it again, and then my stupid brain will be like, <laughs> "Dude, imagine, imagine the moment we actually understand it, then we wake up as a fucking brain in a jar." Yeah, he's like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> we'll be like, "Ah, Romulus, finally, I was awaiting your your awakening." <laughs> and then you just get put on another shelf with yeah. for, you know, different. It's plug. time to go up a shelf, I believe, Phaedrus. Ah, oh, yes, I thought this would happen. Excellent. Move me up, Daniel. To a higher spot. I want to see the room. Dude, how, how anti, I sound when I'm a brain. How fucking anticlimactic would that be? You figure yeah. out the nature of reality, and that just means you wake up and you're just in a jar and you just yeah. get moved shelves. That's your moment of nirvana. Finally, I am awakening. <laughs> you're just a stupid pink brain. Just like that. Yeah. Well, the simulation is still here and it has rules that have cause and effect. So we just play it out, I guess. Well, um, I'm I'm dying slightly because of this hideous plague. Could we? Do you think we should take like one or two more questions, and then I shall put myself into the sick bay where the sick people go? If you have a couple more questions for us, folks, we will we will take them. I'm afraid I have to cut this slightly short this evening on account of whatever this is. I hope you don't got it, Bree. No, I'm going to organize a little test uh, tomorrow. Hey, hey. Um, Somebody said, "Why aren't we? Why aren't we leaving here? We cannot leave. It is our duty to stay." Okay. <laughs> Richard, you were asking yourself how you got into this timeline, but really, didn't we all get put into this timeline the moment people decided to upload all of Terence McKenna's talks onto YouTube? Ooh, um, Pierre, you sent me a nice uh, video of Terence McKenna this week talking about virtual reality. Do you, I, I'm actually using my phone to film. Would you be able to pull up that Telegram conversation, tell them the title of it? Because it's a really cool, it's yeah, only three yeah. minutes long. Uh, Yo, but it's, it's three three minutes and has like literally 500 views. It's like, there is a uh, super, super obscure clip. Uh, there's one called The Future is Virtual, which is uh, a bigger one. And then another one, the, the one that we're talking about has 800 views. It's called Virtual Reality Within Culture. It's like four minutes long. I'll, it's a really, really good video. Terrence explains how um, virtual reality has been around for a long time. That's what theater is. That's what artwork is, initiation ceremonies. They're all a form of uh, a virtual reality. So we really, copy really and paste it here. Yeah, I mean, it's basically saying that humans have always been living in virtual reality uh, because that's what all art, all movies, all theater, all books, all anything. It's a simulated understanding and experience of it's, it goes beyond just physical flesh. There's narratives and stuff. It's a wonderful way of eminentizing the eschaton. Somebody's mentioned uh, Lex Friedman in the comments. Uh, yep, we both you you listen to Lex Friedman as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. good, uh, good, good uh, podcast that. Um, okay, not many questions 
All right, one more, y'all. Give us one more, and then we'll call it a night. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, God. What do you think the nature of reality is in its simplest form? Matter made of atoms that's solid versus everything is energy. Um, Consciousness. Well, at a certain, at a cer like, that's the... Um, that's an example of Gad Saad's uh, dichotomania there again. Uh, you've asked the question, is it matter made of atoms that are solid versus everything is energy? And I think I'm obviously not, I'm not a physicist, but the idea that there's atoms that are solid kind of sounds like, oh, there's like little golf balls <laughs> with space in between them and they're solid. But as I understand it, um, when you get down to uh, the quantum level and you find a quanta i think it is hypothesized that the smallest thing we found flickers in and out of reality so it's not yeah it's not even like is it a wave or a particle it's it goes smaller than that and it's flickering so we are made up of things we are like we act like pixels in a simulation we're flickering in and out when you look at the space between that which we think of as being physical apparently we're 99 space because these things move. So they're not still, these atoms aren't just like golf balls glued together. They're moving in order to keep us together. And the things that make them up, the quanta that make them up, they flicker in and out of reality. So when we, when you say, oh, it's all energy, it can sound like a cheap sort of like, oh, it's just a fucking all energy, man. But we get to a point where our language really can't track smaller or lower than, than that level. And you may as well just say, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of energy. We're not really made up of anything. Nothing is anything. And then it all gets very Vedic, like most physics yeah. does. I know everything about reality, and I will say it's consciousness. <laughs> I would say it's just awareness. You know, it goes beyond the physical and energy, the dichotomy that exists between there. Dude, I learned the other day, because uh, I'm looking up cameras, so I was like, maybe I should actually get a fucking camera instead of just recording everything on an iPhone and webcam. But I'm like, that is not necessary. But I, there's one guy covers shutter speed, and I never really knew exactly what it is. But apparently light does exactly what you explain. It flickers. So when you have the, these blue lights on here, or the ring light here, it's actually flickering flashing so fast that our human eyes can't see the the flickering mm. so with shutter speed on a camera you can change how quick or slow the shutter speed is and that's what that's when you start seeing the waves and the flickering on the camera because you it actually catches the the flickering of light wow I was like, what the fuck? That's so we have the evidence of light the camera is so sensitive it can show you the light that is actually flickering that you can't physically see flickering with your eyes. Exactly. So the camera works way better than our eyes. And like frame rate is like this crazy as hell too. I um, I bought a camera. I think I told you it's an expensive one. It's like 800 quid. And um, it has the magnification ability that it lets you see things on the moon. It lets you see the surface. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was, that's fun. It's been in a car in London for about five months doing nothing. Um, but that, I'll, when I go back to the UK, I'll bring that back uh, because just using that is really trippy. You sort of like using it and going, this shouldn't exist. You shouldn't have this level of technology. This is weird. <laughs> and, and 
the great thing about that is that we can actually see in detail what my lovely neighbor is doing with the machine. More importantly, we want to see his moon and how that thing moves. Yes. Oh, yeah. We want to I get like a wait. good high quality three or four minute clip, put some music over the top of that, a little Barry White. No, it's it's going to be some like fucking dubstep shit. You know what I mean? If it wasn't unethical to record that, uh, I'd probably do it, but obviously I'm not going to do it. But it I sounds really... like he's essentially doing it in a public space. Just go around and ask him. He'd probably pay you. I mean, he's fucking has his curtains open and he closes it after he's done. So, I mean, I am finished. There is nothing more for you to see now, my neighbors. I am done. Get on with your day. I'm going to go invest in some binoculars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, peeping, yeah. Peeping, peep, peep, peep. Hey, so with that being said, my friend, please heal. I hope it's not what that shall not be named. I hope you don't have that. Thing. And uh, fucking great talking to you, man. <laughs> you too. You too. Shall I, uh, shall I close this out? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for sharing this time with us and for affording us your precious time and energy and attention. And we look forward to speaking to you again very, very soon. Cheerio.